0: Well, hey everybody. Welcome back, Thrive Leadership Podcast. We are hitting record. We're live. Brad Lominick, CJ Alvarado. Hey, hey. How are you, buddy? I'm doing great.
1: Doing great. Yeah? yeah, you know, locked home, locked in here at home. Just another beautiful day in paradise.
0: Yeah, what's what's home like there at the Alvarado uh compound? compound? Right. Yeah.
1: The Alvarado compound. It's uh, chaos. <laughs> yep, that's right. It's uh get up nice and early to milk the cows and uh, <laughs> shuck the corn. There you go. And uh, you, man, you know, that's not true. You know, I'm a city boy.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah you're, you're, you're getting up, having your, your, you know, your very uh, third wave coffee <laughs> and in your robe, reading, reading some kind of like, you know, historical biography. That's right. You got your I smoking jacket on. That's um, right. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I know. Yeah. You're. You're you're sitting on the porch, mm-hmm. um, watching the neighbors take their trash out.
1: Mm. Right? That's right, that's right. That's I mean, you you just described it perfectly. Oh, it's yeah. it's interesting. We're all you know we're locked down out here in California, and you know people you you got to wear your masks around town and things like that. So uh, yeah, it's interesting. I did just fly back from Nashville. Got to go to Nashville for a little bit on on some business, and you okay. know uh, that that was that was fun, but seeing Nashville kind of shut down a little bit too was very different. You're always, I know, you know, you expect the, that music town to be so vibrant.
0: Yeah. I mean, you're, yeah, it's, you, you show up there on Broadway. If you've been in Nashville before, uh, you show up on Broadway and it's, it's happening. It doesn't matter what time of year it is. You know, there's people in people in, in the restaurants, in the bars, you're hearing country music singers. So to not have that sort of foot traffic and, the 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 energy, that yeah, it it can uh, it can be quite shocking. Yeah. Speaking of Nashville, by the way, our guest yes is a is a resident of Nashville, Sadie Robertson Huff, mm-hmm. and uh, she was part of Thrive Summit, and this is uh, her her talk. I guess you could call it. She did a, a teaching for us for the Thrive Summit around the topic of fear. And yeah, courage. So we thought, yeah. what what better timing? You know, we're all kind of living and still in a state of uncertainty. But to uh, let Sadie encourage us with a, a deep dive, a Bible study, of Bible teaching around the topic of fear and courage. So you're going to hear that in a few minutes.
1: Sadie, for those and, who don't know, I don't know who wouldn't know, but Sadie kind of jumped on the scene. Her family was the Duck Dynasty family, right? right. And then she kind of jumped on the scene as like a standout kind of really great personality who also had a really great message to share. So she's kind of taken a path of her own and now has some things to say.
0: Well, she, you know, she, we, we almost in many ways watched her grow up through her, through her late middle school and high school years on the show. Mm. And then, you know, she, she sort of gets to that age of 18, 19 and goes on dancing with the stars, which that's it uh, elevated you might say to the next level. Uh, one of these days, you or I are going to be on Dancing with the Stars <laughs> and it's going to elevate us to the next level. Uh, I'm just, we're waiting on that call. But yeah, she... <laughs> and I, I don't remember... I don't watch the show, but I, I want to say she either won or she was one of the final... I mean, one of the, the last couple of finalists Wow, on the show. So I'm, somebody's going to write in. You know, whoever the expert is, let us know. Mm. Uh, hit us up at podcast podcastathriveconference.org. And let us know like who won. I mean, I could Google it right now, but it's it's just it's too much effort.
1: Right. I think I feel though like if you did get on the show, not to get off topic here, but I feel yeah. like if you did make the show, yeah. you, I mean, you would put in the work, man. You would oh, you would you you do listen, it. I wouldn't
0: get. I mean, I wouldn't get a lot of votes because nobody would know me, and it's it's all about being a celebrity. You know that's why the that's why the pro the pro football guys they they're awful most of them at dancing, <laughs> but they'd make it. Way further than they should because people are voting for them because they just know who they are. Mm. Uh, but your old buddy here, I would put the work in, and I'm, I'm, I'm quite light on the feet, so <laughs> I can I can dance. You know, I mean, I, I'm I'm not going to say that I'm you know really good, but
1: right, right.
0: I could hold my own with whatever we're doing, the cha cha or the you know the macarena right. or I don't know. Mark, one of the, one, you know one of those one of those really elaborate and sophisticated couple dances.
1: I like that you kind of veered toward the more like Latin inspired ones, you know. So I could see oh, a yeah. silk shirt that's kind of buttoned down some with the exactly. collar getting out there. Yeah, man.
0: Yeah, the I'm tight wondering. pants, the bell bottoms, <laughs> uh, the silk shirt. Yeah, I'm, that's that's kind of my vibe. Mm. Uh, and I don't know, you know. Again, uh, I would. That's one of those things that it wouldn't be on the bucket list, but I would. I would definitely say yes.
1: Right. I no would question. lean in. You would lean into that opportunity and that challenge.
0: Absolutely. Well, you know, Sadie was on the show. Then she's, she's been teaching and showing up at right. lots of conferences the last couple of years. She's got a very popular podcast uh, called Whoa, which is a great name. Um, she's, you know, she's always up there in the top 10 or 15 on, on iTunes, along with her grandfather, uh, Phil Robertson. And if you haven't listened to Phil's podcast, give it a listen. I mean, it's, uh, it's classic Phil. And if you've watched Doug dynasty, you know who Phil is, but he's, you know, he's the grand poobah of the Doug dynasty empire. And uh, his, his, his podcast along with Sadie's are, are very, very popular, but she is, uh, she's been teaching all over the place. She's, she spoke, you know, she speaks at passion quite a bit and she's not that much older than the college students. Right. Yeah. We're showing up at, at passion conference. So, it's it feels like she has this voice to her peers of her generation that is pretty unprecedented you know you don't find a lot of times that you'll have somebody in the generation that actually is speaking to the generation right but she's in her early 20s and she's you know a lot of her peers look at her as as a voice they respect and they also listen to as a bible teacher and as a communicator you know as an inspirer so uh, that's great
1: well without any further ado we have sadie
0: here we go sadie robertson huff
2: What's up Thrive Conference? It's Sadie Robertson here. Well, should I say Sadie Rob Huff now? I'm still getting used to saying my new last name, but I'm so excited to be with you guys today. Honestly, I'm just so thankful that hope is going out to the world, that these messages of empowerment and encouragement are not only just going out to the world, but they're going out to leaders. I know if you're listening to this, you are a leader in some capacity, and I just thank you for being who you are, representing a lot of people um, on the other side of this camera, and so I just want to pray over you as a leader first and then I hope that this word encourages you just as I know so many words today have encouraged and equipped so many people out there and this is just something honestly that God's been putting in my heart in this time and I think more than a message for anybody I was just like God I feel like you just put that to me I mean it's just empowered me so much from this word that I'm going to share with y'all but first I just want to say God I thank you holy God I thank you for the people on the other side of this camera God I sincerely thank you for just the ways that they're encouraging people in this time and encouraging their communities in this time and equipping people with the gospel but God I pray that in this time God that they would be encouraged that they would feel fed that they would feel equipped God to continue to go on God I pray that it would just be a boost of strength as we get to come together through your spirit Um, yes via online wherever they're coming from but God honestly connected through your spirit so Lord I just pray that you would just speak through me God would you be the breath in my lungs God would you um, sit this message into every single heart. And God, I pray that people take from it in whatever ways that they need. God, I pray that you would give them revelation in their own life. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Alright let's jump into this y'all. I really am so excited about this because the other day I'm reading the book of Judges. I'm actually reading the story of Gideon. And if you're anything like me, like you've heard the story before. Like you've heard the story of Gideon. You've read the story of Gideon. But you know, if you read the Bible, like you'll be reading something that you thought was so familiar and all of a sudden you're like, how did I never see that? And you're like, that is what I need right now. Like God to open my eyes like that right now. I'm so thankful because I needed that word. And when I was reading the story, I felt that. If you don't know anything about my story I struggled with fear for a long time and so if you struggle with fear or anything in particular like you always go to the people in the Bible that struggle with that too right and so Gideon I know he's known to be kind of fearful a little reluctant into what God was calling him to do so I'm reading the book of Gideon well if you know my story at 17 years old I got asked to be on Dancing with the Stars and to be honest with you I know this is like a huge opportunity it's like a big thing people like that's so cool but to me as a junior in high school, 17 years old, living in a small town of Westboro, Louisiana, yes it was cool, but more than cool, it was terrifying. Not to mention, I've never danced in front of a human being before, besides when I was like four years old in my little ballet class, and I was actually not very good at the class. So I'm thinking like, this is a bad idea. So when dance with the stars calls and wants me to be on the show, what might have seemed like a no-brainer to them, most people, I literally, my southern charm was like... Uh, thank you for considering me, but no thank you. I'm actually not gonna be able to do that. And I remember just going on this list that night to my mom of every reason why I wasn't going to do the show. That made practical sense to me why I would say no. And I'll never forget, my mom asked me, she was like, here's the thing, Sadie. All these excuses, and she raised this like this. She's like, you can have a million excuses, and she's like, I will listen to your excuse, and I will try to direct as a mom. I said, what I see is like wisdom, but she said, but one thing that cannot be an excuse for you to not do something is fear. You can't do, you can't like say no to something just because you're afraid. That's not a valid excuse. And I remember that night, I was like, mom, I am not afraid. Like I was not used, like willing to use the fear word. Like it's not fear we're dealing with here. And up to that point in my life, although I had struggled with anxiety and fear for a long time, I had actually never admitted it. And that's a pride thing, honestly. I just like, I didn't want to say that. I'd be like, yeah, I'm an anxious person. Well, yeah, things are scary, but I wasn't like, man, I am struggling with anxiety. Like I actually am afraid. Because I knew at that point, I would really have to deal with it, right? Well, the next day, my mom had called Dance With Stars people back and she told them, can we wait one more day before she can decide? I think she just needs some time to process. You know, my mom was like giving him a little more time. She thinks she can sway me. And it wasn't my mom that did it. Actually, my little sister, um, I will say via Holy Spirit, my little sister, and I went to lunch the next day and she asked me a question that really, really got me. And she actually asked me like this. She said, Sadie, can I ask you something? And I said, well, sure, you can ask me something. And my little 11-year-old sister looked me in the eye and she said, Sadie, is this the fear talking or is this Sadie talking? And I was like, what? Hold up. Wait a minute. Like, what? Like, Holy Spirit just got me in this moment. My 11-year-old little sister and I realized I'm about to show her right now a lesson that I don't want her to learn, that you can say no to something God's inviting you into just because you're simply afraid. And I started to think about how many times I've done that in my life. I'm like, man, am I letting fear drive the ship in my life? So tonight, if you want a title, today if you want a title for this message. So it's simply going to be, let's fight fear to fight with God. We're fighting fear so that we can fight with God. We're going to pick up in Judges chapter 6, verse 12. It says, an angel of the Lord appeared to him. And we're talking about Gideon. And he said, the Lord is with you, O mighty man of valor. And Gideon said, Please, my Lord, if the Lord is with us, then why has all this happened? And I want to stop there right now because I want to relate this to this time um, because I feel like some of us might do that right now. You know, God might have come to us. God might be speaking something to us today all day long. God's been speaking and you've been encouraged and the Holy Spirit's been, you know, doing something in your heart and you're like, excuse me, hold up, wait a minute. If the Lord is with us, then why is all this happening? Then he goes on to say, and Where? Or all his wonderful deeds that our father recounted to us saying, did he not bring us out of Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and given us to the hand of Midian. You know, I started to think about that as I was reading this. You know, we go back to the start of 2020 and we're seeing all this happen and we're like, we're so excited for 2020. Like the vision, it's going to be awesome. Like I started my Europe off with passion. We're like, this is going to be amazing. I can't wait for this year. And then we get a month in, and it is nothing like we expected it to be, is it? Gideon is like, okay, hold up. And where are all these good deeds that you brought us into that you brought us into this amazing new decade? Like, where is all like that excitement? If the Lord is really with us, where's all that? And the Lord turned to Gideon, listen to what he said. He said, Go in this mind of yours and save Israel from the hand of Midian. Do I not sin? You and Gideon said this. He said, Please, Lord, how can I save Israel? How can I save Israel? Behold, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh, I'm the least in my father's house. And the Lord said to him, Here's the thing, but I will be with you, but I will be with you, and you shall strike the Midianites as one man. You know, as I was going through that little fear time in my life saying no to things that I definitely should have been saying yes to, You know, I started to think about so many times, you know, the second I would get asked to do something or invited to do something by God, it was never, the problem was that I wasn't actually looking at God. I was looking at my own capabilities, right? And I'm like, I can't do that. I'm not able to do that. I don't know how to dance. I don't know how to do any of that. Sometimes I look at the world right now and I'm like, I don't know what to say. I don't know how to use my voice. I don't know how to act. And I start thinking about all the things that I can do, that I am, that I'm willing or capable or whatever. And God's like, it's not actually about you. It's about what I can do when I'm with you. So I just want you to say yes to what I'm asking you and actually inviting you into doing. In Isaiah 49 it's I mean 41 it's one of my favorite verses it's a go to for so many especially if you deal with fear but I love how my great grandma read it so I want to read it to y'all like my great grandma would read it she was this southern woman and she would say it like this she would say fear not for i am with you be not dismayed for i am your god She would say, I will strengthen you, I will help you, I will uphold you on my righteous hand. And I love when my grandma would do that. I can almost recite it. I mean, I really could recite it just in that Southern accent. And what was really amazing about my grandma doing it like that is because I learned that whole verse with the emphasis on the I and the my now why is that important well it's somebody who struggles with fear I feel like whenever somebody tells you not to fear and you're like okay good advice but how am I supposed to not be afraid and once again you start looking at your insecurity you start looking at the problem you start looking at the world you start getting more and more anxious as you think about how you could possibly not be afraid in a time that everything seems to be something very you know valid for you to be fearful of but if you take your eyes off of that list and you go into the promise of the I will be with you. I will strengthen you. I will uphold you on my righteous right hand. All of a sudden, strength rises up in you because you realize, wow, God, you are my peace. You are my strength. You are my protection. It's not about me doing anything. It's about me allowing you to do something through me. Changes everything. What really got me about the story of getting in this time because of You know, as I read it, I thought about those things. It's encouraged me. But what really got me this time is when I kept reading the whole story. And in chapter 7, I thought this was really interesting. Because like I said at the beginning of this, like, I go to Gideon because I know Gideon's fearful too, right? Gideon had to go through his own insecurity. Gideon had to go through his own fear. Gideon had to go through his own, you know, steps to be able to trust God and what God was going to do. But yeah, I get to verse 7. I mean, chapter 7 is something really interesting me in chapter 7 verse 2 it's when the Lord is using Gideon to call all of these people together to bring an army together and over 30,000 people came together but what got me was the first thing that was the requirement to be able to stay in the army of God that God was going to use this Israel army it said the Lord said to Gideon The people you are are too many for me to give the Midianites into their hand. Least Israel boasts over me, saying, My own hand has saved me. God's like, I want to get the glory for this. Let's make this a little more interesting. There's way too many of y'all. Let's like narrow it down. And so like people really see that it was the hand of God that was in this. And now therefore proclaim in the ears of many, saying, listen to what the requirements, whoever is fearful and trembling, Let him return home and hurry away from Mount Gilead. Then listen to this, 22,000 people returned that day, 22,000, and only 10,000 remained. The very first thing that God says to Gideon is, go tell the ones who are fearful and trembling to go ahead and go home. And 22,000 people left. When I read that, I started to think about, I was like, man, like, would I be one of those 22,000? Would I be one of those ones that's like, oh, like, we get an out if we're fearful? We get an out if we're trembling? Okay, thank you. Like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take the road home now because this task is way too big. This invitation is way too huge. Not because it doesn't sound awesome, God. It's just because I'm simply really afraid. I don't think I'm going to be able to fight. You know, in my past life, I would say yes, Definitely. There were so many times where I felt like I would get a call or get invited, I'd be like, no, I can't do that. I would be the person that was a part of the 22,000 going home. And it wouldn't shock me in today's day if there was this huge thing like that and 22,000 people left because fear was an option to be able to leave. But the amazing thing in this story and what really gripped me is I started to think about, wait a minute, hold up. I'm not out of this completely. Because yes, I tend to be fearful, and yes, sometimes I've done that, and those are the people that I had to go. But wait a second, wasn't Gideon fearful too? Wasn't Gideon fearful too, but yet, but yet God used him. So, so God, I ask God, what is the difference in these two fears? What's the difference in, in Gideon being afraid and all these people who had to go home because they were afraid? And this is what hit me in this moment. I don't think that God is unwilling to work with your fear. I actually think that God is very willing to work with our fear. How do I know that? I mean, if you look at the invitation God sends to so many people in the Old Testament, every time God shows up, when he's about to invite them into a moment or call them into a moment, he says, do not be afraid. Because he knows they're going to be afraid. He knows they're already afraid. He's like, do not be afraid because I will be with you, because I will go with you, because I've gone before you. Don't be afraid. He said it to Moses. He commanded Joshua. Here he is with Gideon. So many times he reminds us, do not be afraid. And he tells us, because he is our shame, because he is with us. He is willing to work with our fear. The difference is, and the question we have to ask ourselves: is our fear willing to work with God? Like, are we the ones willing to work with God? See, God's not counting you out of the army. And you know what? Fear is not even counting you out of the army. You're counting yourself out of the army because of your fear. You're letting that be an excuse. And I just want to say to you today and encourage us as leaders, we have to fight our fear so that we can be a part of fighting with God. Not fighting with God like I'm mad at you, God. No, fighting with God in our fear, against our fear, so that we can fight for the things that God would want us to fight for. Y'all, it's amazing in this story because Gideon, also afraid, but used by God because he was willing to be able to be used by God to lay aside that fear and say, even though I'm afraid, I'm going to be willing to be used by you, God, to gain this confident trust in you, God. And then he got to see an amazing thing happen. He got to see that miracle side. He got to worship God in awe and wonder. And so I just challenge you today, what is on the other side of that fear if you keep pressing in, if you keep fighting? I want to be a part of seeing the other side of that miracle. I want to be a part of that worship in the end of this. I want to be a part of that victory in the end of this. Is it going to be a fight? Yes. Is it going to be hard? Yes. Are there going to be challenging things? Yes. But I will fight my fear so that I can see the fight with God because I know anytime He's fighting, that's where the victory is. It says in Psalms, David would say, When I'm afraid, because yes, we're gonna be afraid, that's when I would trust you, Lord. It says in Hebrews 10.35, so I will put my confident trust in you, Lord, for I know that confident trust will be rewarded. Patient endurance is what I need. So that I can test and approve for your will over my life. I gotta be confident and trust you, Lord in these moments that I feel afraid. I know it's gonna take some endurance, but God, I know that if I'm in the center of your will for my life, that's right where I wanna be. I encourage you today, fight fear to fight with God, even when it's scary. Let God into that into that fear and let him fight with you and let him fight through you. And be with God in those victorious moments in all in wonder and worship. Yes, we're going through something hard right now. Does it make fear rise up? Yes. But God is with you in this moment. Keep trusting God. Keep patiently enduring for where God is, for what he is doing, because I believe this is gonna end in worship with him. And maybe not in this life. But I promise you where we're going, we are going to worship him for the victory that he holds and that he's always held. I want to be in that fight. I want to be in that army. And I know you do, too. So let's fight our own fear and let's encourage others to fight their fear so that we can be a part of fighting with God. Love you guys. God, I pray that this word would just break the bondage of fear of people's life. I also pray that, God, that people would know that they're not counted out because they're afraid, God. You are with them because they're afraid. We love you, God. It's in your name we pray. Amen.
0: There you go. Good stuff. Good stuff. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan. And, you know, she's, it's fun because uh, when, was, when was it that Willie and Corey were at Thrive Conference first? Was that three or four years ago?
1: Wow, I think that was about four years ago, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it feels like the the, the Robertson family and uh, and Thrive have become friends. You know, there's a just a great connection there, and uh, I I love the fact that that they they just have a, a sense of affinity with with Bayside Church and with Thrive, and yeah. So thank, thanks again for Sadie for jumping in and being a part of Thrive Summit and for that talk, that teaching. And uh, you can also watch on the on the, uh, Thrive Summit page, you can see a little short interview as well with, with Willie and Corey. So if you haven't checked those out, all the summit talks and interviews and conversations, make sure you go to thriveconference.org and you can you can see, uh, see her parents, Willie and Corey, uh, having a quick conversation with Ray Johnston.
1: Yeah, love it. Love it. Yeah, and if you're looking to uh, just access more resources, you've got... You know, things like the Thrive Women's Leadership Podcast, which is brand new. You've got phenomenal female leaders and, and uh, their insights and ideas um, that are happening there. So, subscribe to that. A lot of people don't know about that. You've got the Ray Johnston Leadership Podcast. The Grand Pooba has stepped out and, and is uh, running his own podcast. So, be sure to check that out wherever you look at or listen to podcasts and subscribe to podcasts. And then, of course, don't forget to rate. And most importantly, subscribe so that you don't miss an episode that's right. um, of, of this podcast and uh, keep, keep coming along the journey with us.
0: Yes. And before we sign off for this episode, I have to ask you, since we had Sadie on, and she's part of the Robertson family, have you ever hunted a duck in your life, CJ? Because <laughs> I'm, I'm a duck hunter from way back. I mean, I, really? that's... Oh, I enjoy it. I, I mean, I, I grew up hunting, and uh, duck hunting is one of those for me that I don't get to do it often. But when I do, I love it. And uh, I've hunted ducks all over the country. And actually, uh, you know, we had a group out in at refuge, which you've been to many times mm-hmm. in Montana. And we were there in November a couple of years ago. And Jeb from the Robertson family on the Duck Dynasty show was there. And of course, you know, we're all a bunch of yahoos. There's probably 15 of us. And I've, you know, I think I'm a fairly good caller. But when, when one of the Robertsons show up, you put your calls away. Mm. I mean, they make duck calls. They're arguably one of the most influential families in all of the duck hunting world. So uh, it was fun to have him there because, you know, we all kind of like watched and, and looked to him as our inspiration. But have you have you done have you ever been? Because we need to make this happen.
1: I have. Uh, okay. Predominantly through as a child through my uh, Nintendo, there was a game called <laughs> Duck Hunt.
0: Okay, that counts. counts. I was a
1: high score. High score. That there. counts. Uh, but uh, outside of the virtual world, I have not. No.
0: Well, listen, <laughs> we got to get you out of the Zoom room, and right. uh, we got to get you. We got to get you in a duck blind somewhere.
1: I would love it. I'm an avid, I'm an avid outdoors guy, Brad. I, I just yeah. never gone and uh, duck hunt, but I would love to do that.
0: Well, we're going to make that happen. So, <laughs> that's that's one of our commitments here. Is uh, we're gonna we're gonna put you in all the camo, Ooh. And get you get you camoed up, and get you out in one of those uh, duck blinds and and see if you can uh, you know if you can hit one of those just like you did on the old duck hunt growing up.
1: That's right. That's right. I'm ready.
0: Well. That is it for this episode. Again, thanks for listening. Thanks again to Sadie for being part of this episode. Stay with us. We're going to have lots more interviews, lots more conversations with some great guests. And uh, thanks for being a part of this journey with us. As we always say, we want you to be a healthy leader so you can lead a thriving church. And that's why we do this. So we will talk to you again very soon on the next episode.